most of his salary on Clarissa's care. Too bad they didn't have a fallen officer's fund. If they had, it would help alleviate some of the financial burden. Sam knew Tyler's family was too proud to accept handouts, but Irma and Clarissa didn't know there wasn't a fallen officer's fund, and Sam's 401k could survive another withdrawal. Besides, he had no intention of ever retiring. Sam caught a motion at the periphery of the crowd. Reese Horden, the department receptionist, had her phone to her ear and was subtly waving to get his attention. The small White Rock police force had shut down the entire department so they could all attend the funeral. But crime didn't take the day off in order to pay respects to the dead, so Reese had had the calls rerouted to her cell phone just in case. And judging by the stricken look on her face, Sam knew that had been a good idea. Sam scanned the crowd for Kevin, their part-timer. It was just the three of them now, since Reese didn't do field work because she hadn't graduated yet from the academy. Kevin must have already seen Reese's signal and was heading in her direction. Sam caught Joe's eye and tilted his head toward Reese. Joe nodded. Sam trudged over and made his final goodbyes to Irma. He held her dry hand and looked into her blank eyes. We're going to catch the guy that did this. But in the meantime, I'm going to come and call on you. I have a check from the Fallen Officers Fund. Something flickered in her eye. There's a fund? Her voice sounded hopeful. Sam nodded. Any officer shot in the course of duty gets a stipend. I hope it'll help you get through. Sam made hasty goodbyes to the other mourners. Like any other small-town police chief, Sam knew just about everybody in town. Coupled that with the fact that he'd grown up here, and you might say he knew everyone in Coos County. His shoulders slumped as he walked toward the black-and-white Tahoe. Reese fell into step beside him, her black trench coat flapping as they walked. Reese had piled her thick jet-black hair on top of her head today, and it made her pale blue eyes look huge. She dressed up to honor Tyler. The tips of her heels sank into the damp ground and threw her slightly off balance as they walked. Got a DB out at the Sacagawasset River, Reese whispered. Her tone was somber, but her step was full of energy. He knew Reese wasn't cold-hearted, but she had the same enthusiasm for the job that Sam had had when he was young. She hadn't been hardened by years of seeing people mistreat each other as Sam and Joe had. Any details? Sam assumed, since she'd mentioned the river, that the body had been found in the water. He hated floaters. Depending how long they'd been in, it could be quite gruesome. And lots of times they were kids. Sam hoped to hell this one wasn't a kid. Reese shook her head. I can come along if you need an extra hand. Her eyes flicked toward the gravesite, and then she looked down, probably feeling bad about the implication that she might replace Tyler. Thanks, Reese. Can't. You have to graduate from the academy before I can send you out in the field. Sam reached for the door handle of the Tahoe. It was a little beat up, 
but their small-town budget couldn't afford new cars, so they'd bought it used and made a deal with Al Riddle at the body shop to paint it with the police logo. It worked well enough for what they needed. A hand fell on his shoulder as he opened the door, and he turned, looking into Joe's wide gray eyes. They were moist and flecked with concern, but a fire of anger burned deep inside them. Don't worry. We're going to catch the guy that did this, she said. Sam's eyes drifted back toward the gravesite. The person that had shot Tyler had run off, and so far they had precious few leads. But Sam was making it a personal mission to bring him to justice. So was Joe. I know, but right now there's someone else that needs our help. Joe nodded, then hopped into the Crown Vic with Kevin. Sam started up the top.